TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 589, and I'm Livia, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Yusun, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Six Degrees of Geek. All right, guys. Let's start off with the news without Tom, and I apologize ahead of time. Uh, one, there's hardly any news, and two, I'm sure Tom would have found more news than me. But the only news that I have right now is the producers and the WGA are deep in talks. They've been in talks nonstop since Wednesday. And uh, they met on Saturday and they met on Sunday. And people are hopeful that that means that they're really working to iron out a deal. Mainly, they want to knock a deal in before the end of the month. Because if they do that, then they can get this machine up and running and ramping back up so we can get television back going and that means i can get a job i like that idea uh so that's really the only news i have other than there are everybody else's for the fall are just playing reality shows except for nbc what they did because i was wondering how i was like how do they have shows and what they did is they didn't play their mid-season replacements so normally in the spring there are mid-season shows that just show up and have like 13 episodes. And so they didn't air those. And so they held them back for the fall. And NBC is the only network who thought to do that. And I was like, oh, that's smart. So now they have three shows. I mean, it's not a lot <laughs> at all. And they're not all full seasons because some of them still didn't finish air, uh, shooting. So the only one that has a full 13 episodes is uh, a show called Found, which looks really pretty good. Uh, and it's about a woman who, it's called, it's called Found. It's about the fact that uh, when people of color go missing, uh, police resources aren't really used to find them. But if uh, a blonde young white girl goes missing, all of a sudden it's the National Guard is out looking for her. And so it really gets into that and what resources are used. And she has an agency and somebody said, think of Olivia Pope in Scandal. Like that's how her group works and they're that slick. And they said it looks, they, they've watched all 13 episodes and they said it's amazing. And, uh, but the mystery is, how is she finding all these? It's almost like she has a superpower of finding these girls. And they said there's a cool twist on how she's doing it. And one of the things is uh, she was kidnapped when she was 16 and she was held captive for a year. And then she escaped. And so she's using part of that to help find where these girls are. But they said there's a twist in the pilot that they don't want you to uh, know. And it's, it's, it's a really good twist. And they said, do not watch the trailer because for some reason, NBC gives away the twist in the <laughs> trailer. 
and they're like it's crazy there's like it really really were unfortunately i watched the trailer before i read the review and i was like crap because uh, when i watched the trailer i was like whoa you know they were like yeah it's even better when you watch it as the pilot and i was like okay that makes sense so they said of the new shows that is definitely the best one you should definitely watch it it starts this week on nbc oh, okay. um and then there's another one called irrational which is the guy he used to be in law and order homicide i can't remember jesse uh he was the the dad on the flash was he in law oh, and order or owens? he was on homicide is yeah owens it's jesse no it's not owens yeah. it's jesse something um but anyway the name of his show is called irrational and basically his it's it's a much more of a procedural show where he gets into the minds of criminals and he helps he's not a cop he's a psychiatrist and so he his whole thing is people behave irrationally but there's a pattern to their irrationality so he can predict what a criminal is going to do before they do it or something. So they said it's fun. It's a fun procedural, but it is a procedural. And it, they were like, it fits right in with all the law and orders and all those shows. And they said, you know, he's obviously a veteran of that and he's good. But, uh, and they said there are some episodes where it's super obvious who the killer is in the first like 10 minutes, just like law and order. But he said there are a couple episodes that really surprised him. So, um, and there is a thread of an ongoing arc where apparently 15, 20 years ago, he got caught in some fire. So like half of his face is burned, but he doesn't have any memory of how the fire happened or what happened. And so the thread is he's trying to investigate and figure that out. And so they didn't get their full 13 episodes. They had to stop the, the strike, stop the shooting. So there's only seven episodes. Um, obviously they have more episodes for the season, which will happen when the show picks back up. And then they said that quantum leap shot it's season two back to back from season one. So they have eight episodes. So quantum leap will come back for eight episodes in the fall as well. And that's all NBC shows. So I think that's kind of cool. So there's three scripted TV shows on network. Yay. <laughs> All right, let's start talking about the shows. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about Only Murders. And we have the last two episodes to discuss. And I I only remember the latest one because it was so amazing. What the heck happened in the episode before the, this newest one? The the one that was before uh, Sits Probe, which was the really great episode, was the Matthew Broderick one. Oh, that was oh right. That was good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. When I was saying that the show is just the tiniest little bit uneven, I mean, I was being silly by saying that like, oh, I don't know. What is it when it's just a little bit less than amazing? Um, <laughs> so uh, that the, the episode with Matthew Broderick, Broderick, I thought was hilarious. Um, they, you know, the, whenever, whenever they bring in the big guns, whenever they do their sort of stunt casting, I mean, He's definitely stunt casting. Uh, Meryl. Well, Street I did. 
I know, but I did feel like, yes, he's stunt casting, but he was actually in the episode more than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, yeah, no, well, that's where I was going with. That's what I was going with with my statement, which is it doesn't feel like stunt casting. He was really in it, and, you know, and he is a Broadway veteran, and so it was so appropriate, and, you know, it sort of, it reminded me a little bit of, like the brilliance of John Slattery on uh, what we do in the shadows. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that was good. It was yeah. just so perfect, you know, and, uh, and um, it plays on, you know, the, an, an actor's kind of personality, but also an actor's life, you know, what it's like to be a Broadway actor. Um, well, I mean, and- yeah, he went way too in depth. He's like, no, but my character <laughs> should be from Armenia because of what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was I'm great. just wondering if someone from Nova Scotia would shake with his hand up here or yeah, right down yeah. here. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just fantastic. That was the best, the best. So, yeah. And Matthew Broderick was clearly making fun of himself, making fun of the craft, making fun of all, you know, I mean, so it was so good natured um, as the show tends to be. Um, also it rectified was it i don't know if it, if it, that was the episode or the next episode i guess it was the next episode that rectified getting the three of them back together again you know my complaint i was vocal about that well uh, i mean they yes by the end of the episode i yes. would say they're back together but it did take several episodes yes and I, I didn't, I didn't like feel it. i didn't feel like they I, I know but i didn't feel like they cheated cuz my thing is if you're going to break them up because they've drifted apart then you have to actually kind of earn it. And I felt like they did. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. when they do come back together, it feels earned. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's a, a, you're making my, you're making my point again, it, which is that I complained about them being separated, but I, I, I commend them for putting them back together and not waiting too long, uh, dr- dragging it out, but also making it believable. Like the whole right. separation, I complained about it, but I didn't say, but I didn't say, um, you know, that it didn't make sense or I don't know why they're doing it. I just, I just didn't like it as much. You know what I mean? Uh, and right. I, and I was, you know, and I was careful to say it was a personal opinion. It was very much just a, you know, uh, good natured, you know, is well, I mean, what the I like about is, the you're show. not, su- you're not supposed to like them separated. Like yeah, that was so, kind of the point. Yeah. Right. So they did a beautiful job of getting them back together again. If, 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 even if they had, kept them separate for even one more episode I think I would have been annoyed so like they even got that right and then I'll go into the second episode and you guys can well, no no let over. Allison let Allison oh, go oh yeah the, sure yeah. talk about the yeah. first episode yeah go ahead Allison. yeah no I I'm I'm really loving the second se- this season excuse me it's actually a third season um and uh maybe probably more than than you guys do um I I agree that things have been uneven I like them better together as you know you've been pointing out but then again that's the point um, but I, I think that this has been a really, really strong season and the, the episode with Matthew Broderick, I mean, you really have to give kudos to him for being willing to make himself look that bad. Um, just this neurotic diva version of his, of himself, you know, well, which, we're hoping, which was really yeah. funny. <laughs> um, and what I also thought was really funny is because, you know, the, the other, uh, the other little cameo that we got was Mel Brooks on, on, on the, the phone, the yes, which was yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. That's and I, I loved particularly the conversation when he was trying to get Martin Short to, you know, say, well, did, did you see the producers on Broadway? And he said, oh, I never got around <laughs> to it. And of course, Martin Short, 
and played the same role that Matthew Broderick did in the in the touring yes. production in L.A. So, I mean, you've got two Leo Blooms who are, who are in the same episode together talking to, to Mel Brooks. And I thought that that was fantastic. So um, just, just all of that was really funny and really good. And, and then the next episode was probably one of the strongest ones they've had Definitely. to date. It where made me they, cry, man. It yeah, made me cry. It was fabulous. The sits probe was everything about it was, was just wonderful. They, they took you from, you know, moments that were just hilariously funny to, to moments that really were deeply affecting. And, and it was just, it was like a journey. I, I loved all that. Plus, I love the Patter song, and I was really upset that I couldn't download it anywhere afterward. I went looking for it, because um, Steve Martin really kills that, of course. Yeah, they let that ride. They let um, him do the whole thing. It was great, and I loved just the, you know, breaking up the, the screen into parts so you could see what was going on, or at least part of what was going on while he was doing that song. I thought all of it was just fantastically done. Yeah, it was very, very strong and so emotional. And of course, you know, um, they it's like, you're, here's the thing, right? You know, we talk about this sometimes, oh, wasted actors, you know, or wasted moments or wasted this, like, they have Meryl Streep, you know what I mean, to use, and they did not waste her on this no. series, you know what I mean? No, they, I'm they, loving everything they're giving her to do. Everything that they've given her to do. She is not wasted as a character. She's not wasted as an actress. She's not wasted. I mean, like they, this is a tour de force for her. They did a brilliant job. It is the farthest thing from stun casting. Um, and, you know, the, the show, the episode itself was written and it was weighty, you know, and it was poignant, but to have Meryl Streep be the one to bring that home to, to us, you know what I mean? Like that, was not expected. I was not <laughs> expecting that from you yeah. know murders. I was not. I, I mean, and I can't. I can't even say. Oh, I was not expecting that from Meryl Streep. Of course, it's Meryl Streep. Of course, but I was not thinking they would use her in that way. Um, and so, just hats off. What a great, great concept. What a great plot. What a great job. What a great execution. All of it. It was really um, something. You know, a show that is more sort of on the lighter side carefree and and um uh you know just uh, even silly sometimes very silly uh to be that emotional uh at the same time kudos well really i i will say they did hit it on the head about the whole uh mother son relationship but they did it in a way that moved me very quickly like i was just like holy crap out of nowhere um, out of nowhere, right? I was just like, I mean, they did the reveal in the top. Like, you find that out at the very beginning of the episode. So great. But Meryl Streep, like you said, she brought it. And I was like, oh, this is why she has all the Oscars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it now. But, um, but I want to wrap this up because now as we come into the last episode, we got one more episode left. And uh, obviously Meryl Streep did not kill him. And I'm going to guess because we've set up the son or the brother. Yeah, well, everyone thought it was Dickie, so it can't be him. So it can't be him. So I still go back to my theory, which is, I said three weeks ago, I thought it was, what's her name's boyfriend? Uh, Robert Tobert. Tobert. I'm still sticking, I'm still I sticking said with it Tobert. First. Tobert. I said it first. 
Yeah, I think uh, you were. It was, it's it's pretty much coming down to him. I mean, he wasn't even in this episode, and he was the most suspect person in the entire <laughs> show. So. All right, well, but let, we've been on this one a long time, so let's move on. But definitely, definitely, thumbs up. Oh, no, way up. Yeah. So uh, next up, we're going to talk about Ahsoka. And the last two episodes of Ahsoka have been by far the best. Uh, I, I know from I know that I'm one of the, I think the only one from um, this group who's seen the backstory. And I know you guys weren't on board because you hadn't seen the backstory. Uh, but I felt like the last two episodes kind of stood on their own. You didn't really need the backstory. We, well, it kind of gave it. So we had the episode where it's an Ahsoka's like dead or, you know, not dead state. And she's having flashbacks with Anakin Skywalker. And all of this footage and all of that relationship is based on the Clone Wars. Um, but I felt like this really broke down their relationship in a way and explained where all her trauma and stuff came from. At least I felt that way. I'm interested. Allison, did you pick that up at all or did it work for you? I didn't know. And I, I've been, I've been, you know, seeing a lot of things in my, in my Facebook feed from people who are big fans of the animated series and, and they're like all over it. And they, they think they were, the last two episodes have been fantastic. And uh, from someone who has not seen much of uh, anything of Clone Wars, I think I've seen all of maybe four episodes, um, and and I stopped watching uh, Rebels before, um, uh, what's his name, the Admiral, Admiral Thrawn is introduced. So I don't really know anything about his character other than, you know, things I've heard, things I've learned. But um, so it was, it was... I have, I mean, I have to say, coming in from that perspective, these two episodes were a big bore to me. They were a that big That is nothing. so they strange. Had, they had no <laughs> resonance of any kind whatsoever. The whole thing with Anakin, first of all, was, I mean, having to sit through Hayden, Hayden Christensen trying to act is torture. And um, I, I was, <laughs> he probably did better in that episode than he, he did in any of the movies, but that's a really low bar to clear. And I just was watching this whole flashback thing, wondering what purpose it was, what what purpose it served. Because I, I kept thinking, well, you know, it's a memory, so she remembers this. So what is it going to give her? The that whole by well, the whole point. It? The and, whole point of the whole point of that, uh, I'll oh, I guess overly explain, is that he was she's he becomes Darth Vader, obviously, uh, well, and yes. her fear, her big fear. Um, is that because he gave her all his training and she did everything to emulate him, she fears that that's inside of her. She has that potential to become like him and dark like him. And Which so she has might, to... uh, you know, the thing is that might be a real fear I could understand if she was still like 14 years old or or even in her early 20s or something like that, you know, still forming as a person. But she's in her 40s now. She's She's had a lifetime she's she's got an established personality and values it is but i just don't understand that as it's she still has to guard her she still has to guard herself because the whole thing about the force that they've always said is it takes five seconds to slip between being a good jedi and going to the dark side just it's really it's a slippery slope it's really easy to fall 
So if you understand that, then it makes more sense to me. And also she's, the whole point is she's dying and these are her dying thoughts and what she's thinking about. Um, but yeah, it, the, the, the biggest thing for me, the reason why I thought that that episode really worked is when you're watching the cartoon of her as a 10 year old fighting, uh, this war, the clone wars, when you're watching a cartoon, it doesn't feel weird. It feels fine. But when they did it live action, you're watching this child having to fight it, it, felt very different and it had a very different ramifications and it it made me think about the clone wars in a very different way and so that's why for me it had a lot of impact i was like oh my god like and well, that's a I, lot I of have trauma to say, i have to say there was one line where she she was taking responsibility for the deaths of all these stormtroopers and i thought no that's not your responsibility it's the responsibility of whoever put a 12 year old in charge of this battalion <laughs> i mean well they did that, that. Was all a good the, idea all the jedi always are officers that's how they do it if you're a jedi you're you're automatically like a commander and and uh hayden christensen's character at that point is only like 20 and he's like a general like it's insanity that they gave like it's literally the child soldier thing um, yeah, but I mean, there's child soldier and then there's child commander and that it just made it. I just made no sense. I mean, like I said, it there it I, I am willing to give that there is a completely different perspective that you get if you have watched all the, the animated series beforehand. You come into it knowing everything about the characters and, and knowing what's important, certain things that happened during the show that you remember as being high points. and when you don't have that you, you just it, all of that is just vacant you only have to go on what they've presented so right i, I understand I, it's it i ha i can't see it through that lens of having all this information well the next episode when they do introduce thrawn to you i think they do a halfway decent job of showing you they don't show you how smart he is though that's the one thing you haven't seen that yet but what you do see is that with I think they've been in exile for ten years, and his the you see how grubby and how kind of a little bit disheveled the stormtroopers looked, and how they had to repair their armor or whatever. And Thrawn's uniform is pristinely white because that's he's so freaking anal about that kind of thing. And um, also you see that they have like put him on a pedestal of almost godhood because uh, that's kind of how that's how he leads his troops. Uh, so I thought they did that okay. And then they showed the the Night Sisters, the sisters of... Oh, did anybody notice that uh, one of the witches or the sisters is... She was um, from Farscape. Oh, my God. Claudia Black. Did you, oh, anybody oh really? No, I didn't yeah, notice. Yeah, one I, of them... One makeup of them is so extreme, I didn't notice. It's extreme makeup, but I, I recognize Claudia Black anywhere. Thank you. Um... <laughs> So I, I like the sisters of they they've introduced those sisters in several different places in Star Wars lore, and they have a competing slash similar power to the Jedi. Um, they literally have magic, and they're starting to show that. What I want to know is how Thrawn convinced them to help him. 
because that's like they're very very powerful and i was like why would they need well they need thrawn to get out of there so they must have made it so it looks like the deal that they made was we'll help you get out of here and you transport us and all these coffins and the coffins are their dead sisters because that's one of the the abilities the sisters of dapomir have is they can bring back their sisters as kind of like zombies and so all those crates that they were packing are dead sisters of dathomir that they're basically they're gonna have an army of zombies see see this is what i'm saying when i'm saying that there's information that you have so that you're seeing it in a different way than what i'm seeing because i see them packing crates and i just see them packing crates i have no idea that any of that is going on i have no clue that they can bring back their sisters into a zombie army army i no idea about any of that and and thrawn i have to tell you you know i was really had i had high hopes for this character because i mean i've seen pictures of what the animated character is supposed to be he didn't particularly strike me as being visually interesting but i thought well he must do things that are that are interesting that win this reputation of being so scary and so i was waiting for that to happen well, he hasn't. He hasn't done it yet. He, he hasn't, hasn't done oppor- anything yet. He hasn't I had mean, an opportunity yet. I but, mean, but he has because this whole episode they build up so much to he is this huge, huge threat, and it's 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 worth you know Ezra having made this huge sacrifice to get rid of him to remove him from the galaxy because he is so threatening. And so I'm expecting to see that pay off. And instead, I get a guy in bad blue makeup walking around, just sort of sauntering and and actually being rather helpful to to let people, you know, go find their friend. And well, I, I, um, I know and the, the thing the about... most evil thing he did is to say that he's going to strand uh, his his two. You haven't you haven't people. you haven't seen Thrawn yet. The thing about Thrawn but we is should have. Part... That's that's my, my I, issue. I, I, I'm just telling you, wait for it. Thrawn is amazing. He is he is the guy where playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. So I have no doubt that Thrawn will will work. Okay, well um, I hope I hope that's true. It's just so far, I it, this is my problem with the show. I think it's geared toward people who no, it already is. It, know it the, is a the hun- material. It is a hundred percent, which is why I did tell you to watch it ahead of time. Yeah, and um, I did. I mean, but it's it's just it's too much. It's not like saying, "Oh, go watch this movie," so it's two hours of your life. It's like two hundred hours of progress. I'm not disagreeing, but you're not going to get what you're so like. Dave Filoni straight up said, "You know, I was reading an article he, saying how how Disney is suffering from lower ratings for for things like Ahsoka." Um, Ahsoka has not been performing up to to speed, and my feelings are the reason is that they have geared everything so completely to people who know absolutely all the material without having something for brand new people or casual fans to just come in and pick up. And and I I will say, I did tell, I, I know, but I told you this ahead of time, and Filoni actually said ahead of time, this is a sequel to The Rebels. Okay, if but then not... you have you have two choices. You you can either do two hundred hours of homework, or you can decide. Right. Well, you know, I'm just not going to watch it. And that's and I think that yes, I think you shouldn't watch it. Like I honestly, now that I have seen it, I tell people if you have not seen Rebels, you should not watch it. Okay, like but honestly, that's, that's um, 
I'm not saying not that it's a, from a from a from a business perspective. That's a a bad. Choice. I'm not saying it's not, but I mean, honestly, I thought the last two episodes were freaking amazing. Okay, well, and, and I, I get I that from backstory. because you know, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, part of the reason that Peter hasn't watched it is because he was watching Rebels. He was catching up, and so he just watched the pilot of Ahsoka now that he has watched the finale. He basically if you could ask him, he has a he made a got a list of the essential rebel episodes to watch so he didn't have to watch everything so he could skip some episodes. So he got an essential list and he watched just the essential episodes and now he has just started watching Ahsoka. Uh, because he talked to one of his other friends who had never seen any of it and his friend was like this show's terrible. I mean he had the same reaction you did. Mm-hmm. Which is he didn't understand what was going on, and and I and I warned him. I was like, dude, don't start it. And so he hasn't. And so now he has the backstory. Except he didn't watch Clone Wars, so eh. But he knows more about Clone Wars. But let's get off of this because we we are at a half an hour of this recording, and we've only talked about two shows. So let's move on. Next up, we're gonna talk the Continental, and this is one of those things that is similar to you have to have seen something. And this time it's four movies. So <laughs> you have to have seen it. Well, you at least have to have seen the, at least a couple of John Wick movies. I don't think you necessarily have to have seen. I don't think you have to seen any like, like one, maybe. But but like if if you operate as um, we've only seen the first episode. Right. And there, right. I, there, it's not a standalone episode. So there's three episodes. So I think it if you watch all three, it will sort of, I I have a feeling it will explain itself. Like what the hotel is like, we don't know. Yes. If you, the continental is the name of the hotel in the show. And uh, if you haven't seen John wick, then yes, you don't know what the continental, the hotel is, but we also, as a viewer of this one of three episodes, they might explain to us what the, continental is do you know what i mean by by the time yeah but i think but it it feels like you're it's a prequel yes it's technically a prequel yeah but i do feel like you're supposed to know oh yes i do no no i think you are supposed to know uh for sure for sure for sure and and like any show like this it works better if you have but but I think that as one of well because your... you have the you have the, you have the cop who's investigating the Continental to find out what it is exactly so I, that's yeah, what I'm saying yeah. that's why and... but I feel like that storyline is boring because yeah. I already know what it is so right I don't care. right yes but but for people like let's say Allison it would be enough for her to stay in on the show and it's a compromise look it's boring for us because we don't need but it isn't it's boring for you it isn't necessarily for me because I love prequels and I like to see uh I want to know how in the if the cop discovers what I want to know about the Continental, which is how it was created, like when exactly it's already, it was created. Oh, I was gonna say, oh, okay. I was like, it's already created, but I see what you mean. No, no, like no. in her, yeah, in her yes. investigation, if she yes. figures it out, yeah, I can see that. That, but would, I that also, would keep my interest. I also think the part of the reason why it doesn't work for me is they introduce this guy who, um, is is like a John Wick clone. And 
I don't think he works, mainly because the whole point of John Wick is he's like nothing anybody's ever seen. Yeah. He's almost a superhero. Sure. So you have this other guy that's just as good as John Wick? Like, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, that doesn't work at all. No. And I don't know him. I don't care about him. This whole thing's supposed to be a prequel about Winston. We're supposed to find out how Winston becomes the man he becomes. Yeah. That's the point of this story. Yet we spend 50% of our time with all these other characters that I have no idea who they are. They're yeah. introducing them and they're not interesting. They're not fun. Um, I like the show when we're with Winston, when we're learning who he is, what his backstory is, how he's going to become come into power. I like it. And then somebody pointed out the last line of the first episode is Winston basically does a Keanu Reeves line where he's like, I need guns. I need lots of guns. Yes. And he said that in John Wick and he said it in The Matrix. Yeah. And and why is Winston saying it? Right. Also, Winston's not a shooter. Right. That is 100% not what Winston does. He, he literally, in all the movies, picks up a gun like maybe once. Yes, but, like, but that here's is not the thing. But as a prequel, I'm willing to, and and because it's one of three episodes, I that that struck me as well too. That struck me as well, and and in not a good way. But I I tempered it by saying, right, all right, well, let's see what he does with the guns. Like if he <laughs> like, do, do, do you know what I mean? Like if he goes all commando with the guns, I'm not going to be happy, right? But if he, but if he gets all the hands guns, the guns and hands them to other people? other people you know what i mean or that like, is that is a winston thing 100 yes. percent. winston is all about having a million guns and giving them to other people yes to shoot. yes so that that's is what why, he does yes that, so that's why i thought well let's see let's give me the front story like let's see how we get to where we were and people can change so you know, even so, if if this were, so I, was a like, trope, I don't believe he's gonna go from I'm a commando, I can kill everybody, to you know what, I'm just not gonna touch guns. Like that seems weird. That's well, a weird arc to go. Well, but th that's a trope. We we've seen that trope of of I used to be this way, and because I was this way, now I won't touch them anymore. Kind of a way. Do, no, do you know but what that I'm doesn't. Saying? Yeah, but that doesn't feel like Winston. Oh that no, feels... I'm not saying that I want it to be or that's what they're gonna do. What I'm saying is, I allow for a show. To, get, to do something, you know what I mean? Like, you're a prequel, I'm not going to ding you for, you know, demanding a whole bunch of guns until I see what you do with all those guns. Do you know what I mean? So, but I don't how, have a problem with the way it ended. Uh, I don't have a problem with the way it ended because it's the one of three episodes and we know we're getting, and it's, you know, it's this Wild Wild West version of instead of three, instead of six 45 minute shows we're getting three one and a half hour shows but they're all linked so it's not even like three separate movies so they really are just doing whatever they want and i have to say i don't love it but then but then i thought about it i, I spoke about it to somebody and they said yeah but when you binge don't you watch like two at one 45 minute episodes and end up watching for an hour and a half and i was like oh fair i guess <laughs> i was like i guess i can't ding them for forcing us to watch for forcing us to watch for uh, an hour and a half when uh, most of the time we all watch one and a half hours of show anyway when we're or or when they drop two episodes well, you know what i mean yeah i ended up breaking it up anyway i ended up watching the first 45 minutes and stopping it and going and then the next day 
I watched the other, but um, but yeah, I wasn't impressed. No, this, this, I, I, I I'm, think... I'm dinging I'm dinging the shows for all the reasons I said. I you... think it would work better for somebody who doesn't know John Wick. Yeah, I think I think you have a point. I think because the show is boring for people who, uh, you know, this is the opposite of what Allison is saying about uh, the other show about Ahsoka. I think the show is boring for people, uh, you know, um, uh, who know the story, who know know the story because they're trying to get people who don't know the story. And um, I'm not going to, I am. Yes, we can fault them for that. But the, the point is it's just, it's just the first two episodes and like any season of any show, it can get better. So I'm going to allow for it to be boring. It's not great. It's not great. I'm not, I'm not, you know, advocating for the show. I just think that I'm definitely going to watch another episode um, because I want to see how it comes out, but I am disappointed. I, I can't say I wasn't disappointed. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk uh, Invasion for the first time in ever, maybe? Uh, maybe we talked about season one. I don't even remember. I think but, I think you guys talked about season one. I wasn't following yeah, it at the time. And, and and then we we all bailed on season one and said it was terrible. And then for some reason, I saw the trailer for season two and it looked good. So I was like, oh, how far did I get in season one? And the answer was like, I got to episode five. So I decided to finish the season, which actually turned out well because the end of season one was actually good. Um. And then I started season two pretty much immediately after. And I really liked the premiere. I thought the premiere of season two had a year, I think it was a year and some change time jump between season one and season two. And so now we're sort of fully into an apocalypse, post-apocalyptic world. And I say sort of because it's almost like the show can't decide what level of technology exists for everybody. Like in some towns... Everybody looks all grim and dirty and looks like they have don't, don't have any food, no gas. But then in certain towns, people are living in houses and they have a police station. And then like, wait, they're what? throwing like, barbecues in their backyard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, but then they have food rations. And so I feel like the show itself is unclear on how post-apocalyptic we are. Um, and that's a little frustrating. But I think when we're with, uh, Mas- Mit- Mit- oh God, Mitsuki? What is her name? Mitsuki, when we're with her, that is definitely the most interesting storyline because she's dealing with this millionaire who has the, the crash landed ship from season one and they're investigating the technology, the alien trying to communicate with it. And then the twist is that anybody who's tried to communicate with it has gone insane. And she is they they decide to send her in and uh that was one visually kind of stunning to see the ship and to see her in the suit and see the the alien like all of that was really visually amazing and her character is was super interesting to me um allison what did you think um yeah i i agree with you with all the the criticism because that that I mean, I sort of had to fan wank it myself and say, okay, well, I guess, you know, parts of the world just are hit harder than others. So that's why it's uneven in certain places. But it still was weird to, to yeah, see that, you know, weird. I mean, yeah. some places have, like, they've 
full electricity and they're they're throwing parties in their backyards and and you know other places like you said they're grubby and haven't had showers and they're on the run and they're living in holes and it's like make up your mind and then and then there are places uh where it's like they haven't figured out exactly what they're going to do so they just put a yellow filter over everything and say okay (laughs) it's it's post-apocalypse now it's like i'm sorry but that doesn't really work um so uh, yeah the i think to me the two strongest uh, storylines are are the one of course with with mitsuki and and the billionaire and the other one oddly enough because this is not my favorite kind of storytelling is with the kids um the, the but that's not in the first two episodes is it yeah it is no it yes is. yes it is because yes, they go back they decide yeah they decide that they're gonna team up and go after and save uh, their friend friend yeah. casper right yeah, yeah, yeah and um yeah the kids because the kids are doing something they're like you know what the adults are all sitting around waiting for the aliens to because that's the other thing everybody's just sitting and waiting for the aliens to come kill them they're like living their lives having barbecues waiting for the aliens to kill them all and the kids are like you know what maybe we should fight the yeah aliens. they're they're like, like you know let's save the world and also right. i think there's another factor too whoever is is doing the casting on this show is brilliant because these kids are some of the best child actors i've seen on tv especially the kid who plays casper and and the one who plays um oh god i'm blanking on her name now but the the girl who is yeah is i really like the, the girl group. Um, yeah. the two of them are fantastic and so I'll even say the bully, the bully guy is actually interesting. He's very good too. And they, they do yeah. a lot more with his character this season. They, they develop him more. So he's more three-dimensional. He's not just yeah. a bully now. And, and so I think it's their use of the kids and, and their choice of, of actors and the material that they've been writing for them is all, you know, working. Um, unfortunately we go from there to the, the storylines that really aren't working so yeah. much. Um, and, and I think top of that list and the one that bugs me so much on so many levels is the family, um, the, oh the mother and the two kids. It drives me insane because the whole crux of, of what they're doing is that they have found this alien shard, which could win yes. the entire war. Yes. And what are they doing with it? Are they, are they risking life and limb to get it to the proper authorities so it can be developed into a weapon? No, no. they're running around the countryside trying to avoid authorities and keeping it hidden in a backpack. Why? Oh my God! Every so time the we thing... do the story, I want to—I I just feel myself with this sense of murder rising. You know, it well, just the drives thing me is, crazy. In, in season one, I thought the mother's story was interesting because it was in contrast to the dad. The dad mm-hmm. was a coward, yeah, and it showed that the mom was brave and she was doing everything to save her kids, and it was awesome. And then they happened to find this alien device that could kill the aliens. And that happens towards the end of season one. Right. And you're like, great. We now have a weapon to kill the aliens. You get into season two and the mom, like you said, it's just like, it's been almost a year and she's still hiding the freaking alien device in her backpack. And she wants nobody to know. And she just wants to keep running and she wants to use it to just keep her family safe. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. (laughs) And, um, so the more we spend time with her, the more I dislike her. Yes. And I, I'm 100% on board with you on that. And I, I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, this is the first time I've ever seen them take a, a character that I thought was a hero in season one and make them into a coward in season two. Yeah, because the um, trouble is they came up with, like, you know, this this ultimate weapon, which could end the entire war and therefore the series, and now they don't uh, know what I to do with it. I see what you mean. Right. So, so I mean, they, it, they could have easily just been like, oh, it only works in its natural form and we can't duplicate it. You know, they could have done something. Oh, there was a million things they could have done, but they're not Instead doing of, it. Right. Instead, they're Instead just hiding of, it in a backpack. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. Um, but anyway... I do think there's like four stories and I think two of the stories are really good. One of them is okay with the soldier. I don't mind his story. If it goes somewhere, it looks like it may go somewhere. I'm not sure. I'm liking him I, more this season. I, I like stand him. him in the first season, but this season I like him more. Yeah. I like him. Um, but I'm not sure where his story is going. Mm -hmm. So I'm in, I'm going to keep watching. So that's all I got to say about that. Let's move on. So thumbs up-ish, I think we're saying. Yeah. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Not no, so Lower no. Decks. Because <laughs> now they're all uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade. Mostly Lower Decks. Um, Slightly but higher I... Decks. <laughs> I, like, I like that they're showing at the open, the T's. They show different variations of like their rank on different ships. So we got like the Pirates lower deck people uh we got who do we get before that was the rock we've gotten the romulans the klingons, klingons and now the um the uh orions the orions uh as pirates and we got to see their version of lower decks and every time they get blown up which is awesome and we have this mystery ship we don't know what the mystery ship is but um the episode itself which was what was this week's episode Help me out. It's about the Orion wedding. The Orion wedding uh, and she's a prime right. assassin. Right. I thought that Which was we hilarious. All, I thought we all sort of knew that she had a high rank from last season. I don't think they expressly said she was an assassin. Um, so I like that they actually came out with it. I liked her sister. Um, what were the guys? Oh, Boimler and what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. His Rutherford. Name. Rutherford. Their storyline was not as interesting. I, I I don't know. I thought I thought the I, two I thought of them trying to outmark Twain each other. Oh was my god! Hilarious. I loved it, and I I I say I say I loved it. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I must say I must say I I did refine find it to be absolutely hysterical <laughs> wow wow uh, well, that did tickle I, my funny bone yes, yes it, it did why well, I, I, I do declare oh, good lord all right time this out podcast on that. is disintegrating yes it is i know time out on that <laughs> i will say i liked it probably for the first minute or two and then i was over it so uh please don't degenerate let this degenerate for that uh, but I did like the Orion wedding more. I saw, and I like the ladies, you know, all the lady, all the ladies going on a trip. I thought that was cool. Is the Vulcan chick who is an ensign, is she going to be part of the crew? It feels like. It looks like, so. yeah, she's, she's, I think she's definitely, you know, been, been part of the show for a while now. Well, no, I'm, she's only well, been just in, like, the season, two just the season. Yeah, just no, the that's season. that's what I mean. In the last before. two, yeah. but but I think yeah, she's now part of. She's integrated as part of the the main cast. 
this season. Mm. I mean, they added yeah, her. Yeah, I'm not season. sure what she adds yet, so I'll see. Uh, I'm not sold she on She adds yet. what every non-emotional character in a sci-fi show uh, adds. You know what I mean? Whether you're a Vulcan, whether you're an android, whether you're a non-humanoid, whether you're, like, what it, give it a name. Like, it's just somebody who doesn't process emotions the way the rest of us do. It's always, I mean, it's a sci-fi trope, and I don't care, like, one way or the other, meaning, like, I don't, I'm not upset about it. I'm just like, yeah. oh, no, it's the character who can stand outside and comment on everybody else. Exactly. And it's like reflecting our humanity to us and, exactly. you know, the good and the bad. And it's like, all right, that's your that's your job right there. Whatever, whatever packaging you come in. Um, so that's fine. Um, but, yeah, no, I liked uh, this this last episode better than the episode prior, which was the one where Boimler went on his first mission. And they had to um, reboot. Oh, uh, yeah, that was boring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of boring. And so this, this season for me, uh, as I think most seasons, is kind of uneven. But, you know, the, I think this last episode was a standout for me. I love that it was a I didn't realize that the Orions was a, 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 a feminist society. You know, it was like a, a matriarchal kind of a society. So I thought that was very interesting. I had no idea about that. Um, so I learned something new. Um, I loved that she was just this super popular, super vicious, super wicked um, persona on her planet, you know, and the 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 bodyguards, you know, the not the bodyguard, the doormen were like all and the and the and the scent, it, like their scent. And so, I mean, I just it was it was over the top and it was hilarious. I loved it. I right. thought it was really funny. The whole episode. Well, we give it a thumbs up. We got to move on. We have like a bunch more shows to go over. We're already at 50 minutes. So um, let's talk the finale of Foundation, um, which Yusin and I watched together, uh, which was good because it was freaking depressing at the end. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I would have survived watching this by myself. I know. I needed a uh, support person. Yeah, it, it, it got it got heavy. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about they. They basically kill a main character in in the in the in the finale, and it was one of my favorite characters. So I'm not particularly happy about that, and I don't know if it was necessary. That's the other thing I'm wondering: is that did they kill the character just to kill a main character, or was that death a necessary death? I felt like the general when they blew up all the ships. Like, that was fantastic, and that felt earned. That felt like good deaths, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, so so it, it basically showed that Harry Seldon had thought 10 moves ahead of Empire, and it was fa- that was great, because at first I was like, wait a minute, are you telling me an Empire outthunk Harry Seldon? Like, I don't, like, it felt weird. I was like, that doesn't seem right. And then when you find out what really happened, you're like, all right. Of course he didn't. Because are we not going to talk about it? No, no, no. We are. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to talk about how like we thought everyone had, everyone had like all everyone had died. All died. Right, died. right, right, and right. We exactly. Like, and that yeah, that was kind of my point. I thought that that Empire had outthunk Harry, which didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, but we so, were both very depressed. We were like, oh my god, this is depressing. Everyone's dead. Yeah, they kill like they they blow kill up foundation. foundation. Yeah, and I was like, wait, what? Like everyone's dead? Like, 
And then you find out, haha, no, Harry out, you know, outmaneuvered everybody and transported everybody at the last minute onto the um what's that arc thing called? I forgot what it's called. Oh, I don't know what it's called. I blanked on it, but everybody shows up. Everybody on the entire planet gets teleported inside just as the planet gets sucked into a black hole and, and imploded. Um, and then at the same time, his deal with the engineers or the, not the engineers, what, what are they called? The spacers, or I don't think they were called spacers, but basically the ones who let you go through. Spacers, uh, they're light... called spacers. Oh, the okay. humans that are like adjusted to like, you know. Um, yeah, be able to stay awake. Right, right, they're spacers. Uh, I thought that it was a good misdirect to make us believe that they didn't take the deal, but they really did take the deal. And then they sabotage all the ships. Like that was fantastic. They took a different deal. And, they took a Harry yeah. Carey deal. They took a Yeah, it was deal. really great. And yeah. and then you have the big fight between Empire and my general, because I still love my Ben Daniels. Uh, so that fight was brutal and just beating the crap out of each other. And I was like, get him. Like, I really wanted Ben Daniels to beat the crap out of Empire. And at first it looked like he was winning. Cause I was like, this dude's a general. He should be able to fight. And the fight was going well until it wasn't. Right. But then I realized he did it on purpose. He, he lost the fight on purpose so that he could swap them. Yes. And See, I was, well, yes. He, he didn't lose it. He got it. He got it to the point where they could, they were holding each other. They were like close to each other that he was right. in, like a, in a, like a weakened position so that he could get close enough to put the swapping mechanism on him. Right. So, I mean, he, he threw the fight is yeah. basically what happened. So yeah. he threw the fight. And once you realize that you're like, cause at first I was like, how did he beat a dude who's a general? In a, and we had seen this dude fight before. So that's the other thing is we had seen him kick, but, and, but then again, we'd seen Empire do the same thing. I was going to say, so, we've also seen Empire. I mean, he's like, you know, really well trained as well. That's true. As Empire. That's, that, that's true. And he fended so, off assassins. He did fend off quite a few assassins, but naked. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not like a wimp, but still, I just thought the fight would go differently. And then you're like, oh, okay. So they did a lot of surprises and a lot of misdirects and they all worked. All of them. All of them worked, except, like I said, I'm not sure if Salvo needed to die. I feel like they have, because they have the kid fire the gun, and at first you think Gale is the one that got shot. And you find out that Salvo jumped in front of Gale and took the bullet or whatever. And honestly, I mean, Gale has better powers. Like, her powers are way stronger than Salvo's, but I kind of like Salvo more than I like Gail. But it's just, Gail's story. It's Gail. I know she's the one is, doing the monologuing. I know she's doing the voiceover. Story. She has it to is live. her. I get it, but I still like Salvo. So you know, I was I, I agree pretty upset with what about you're it. Saying to a degree, I do intellectually. Um, I mean emotionally, but intellectually, Salvo served her purpose. So and. To have a big death like that gives the finale more emotional resonance. So intellectually speaking, like from a like a writerly point of view, narratively speaking, it's like someone's got to go. You know what I mean? And so, but I mean, they just literally murdered like everybody on those ships all died. That was yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, but they came back. 
So no, 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 not on the ships. The people oh, on the oh, ships yes. all die. You mean the the Harry Carey where the spacers? No, to be fair, all the main characters either got a clone. Their clones came back because Empire basically got. You know, he got on like he got killed, but then we got another clone of him. Yep, all and three. Then, all three because they all got killed. That was awesome though. Oh my god. Like when she when the robot like kills the older she she kills Dusk. Yeah. Okay? Dawn Dusk. Yeah. Dusk. But she kills Dusk and he's like, Oh, I totally understand you have to kill me. And he like marks her neck with the green paint. Yeah. Cause I was like, I just thought that I was like, dude, that's really understanding that, you know, you know she has to kill you. Like that's a weird a- attitude. And then you realize that he marked her. It was a signal. And you're like, whoa, yeah. yeah. I thought that was fantastically yeah. done. It was a great episode. Uh, it was great yeah. episodes. It was really, it was really well thought out, and it was really well executed, and and you know, lots of moving pieces as always, as I've said. But they all paid off. Like nothing felt like you know, like they dropped the ball on anything. You know what I mean? Or like didn't resolve anything, or wrap things up. And uh, and and I think the it ends right with the two of them escaping. Uh, Dawn and the princess. Um, yeah, the Dawn and the princess. A, they got a, warning, and yeah, and they find out that she's pregnant. Oh, so that's get, the big reveal. Yes, she's right. pregnant. She's yeah. pregnant with with Day's baby, and no, not Day, Dawn's baby. Dawn's baby. Dawn. Right, and so the two of them escape, and so now you're going to have a contention for the throne because now you have an actual heir, ki- an actual heir versus a clone. Yeah. So that'll be Civil War, baby. Yeah. And uh then we jump to the future to the bad guy that Gail kept seeing, and we see he's talking to somebody, and we don't know who he's talking to. And he's like, Gail is coming for me. I have to hunt her down before she finds me. And that's the literal end of the episode. Oh uh, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, because they put themselves in the pods to get hundred and fifty years into the future. So, so Gail and, and Harry, they put themselves in that pod. In that pod, Remember? right, right, right. I forgot right. about that. So as that well. they can jump. So they can jump 150 years in the future. So, because uh, now we have to see. Now that you have uh, contention for the heir to the throne, and you got all this other stuff, and they blew up like 90 percent of Empire's fleet. Uh, Empire, like, oh, that's what right. is the Empire without their fleet? Oh, that's right. So yeah, now so we have to a jump. That's yeah. a lot. The ep- the episode the wait is it the series is done the season is done right the season is done yes right 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 well we don't know do we know if they, it got it renewed nothing is happening no news nobody's making any decisions I mean it didn't moment. get renewed before the strike no it didn't even finish airing before the strike right. so I'm sure yeah but no but good. you know how sometimes they like they they will start a series and announce oh by the way you're getting a third season. They've done that. Yeah, before. but who are they going to? I know, but there's no point because the writers can't start writing. Nobody can shoot, so nobody's making any. That's why there's no news, right? So anyway, no, I just but, meant. I, I just meant. I just wanted to know if we knew, but we don't know. So I don't no. know. But if, if it ends, even if it ended like that, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of okay with it because. It, Not really, because we we got that 150 year jump in the future and the setup for that. So yeah, I want to see because like open it would be one of those like open ended movies where you like don't know what actually happens. Of course, I no, want a I don't. Season. I'm not. I'm, I'm like that, I'm not. That's satisfying at that, all. I'm just saying that they did, gave us a lot. They like it, they it, did. Like, you know what I mean? They like result. People died and things happened and things finished and this this and 
So yes, of course I want a third season, but they didn't leave it in such a way that there was so much cliffhanger, which a lot of shows can do. So I give them credit right. for that. Is what I'm they saying. finished, they wrapped up the story in this time period yeah, that's and they set up, but then they set up the story for the yeah. next time period. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about one piece and uh, episodes three and four of one piece, which basically is uh, we enter, we get introduced to a new character called what's his name. Somebody said, she said his name earlier. Usopp. Yep, Usopp, uh, who tells, who who is literally the boy who cried wolf. And he's like, pirates are coming, pirates are coming. And uh, so when the pirates actually arrive, nobody believes him. And uh, we get to this haunted house of this mansion of this sick rich girl who all her servants are plotting to kill her because they're pirates. And they stumble across this plot and the big, you know, the big story is how do you get out of this lockdown house? How do you fight this guy? Because, man, does everybody have this fruit, this devil fruit thing? Because every episode we run into a different character who has different bizarre powers. I think that's uh, that's part of the the, the uh, series that it came from, the, the anime, right. <laughs> which is that you run into all these weirdo bad guys and they they've all you know had had this fruit and it has a different effect on all of them right and so this guy is like fake terrible wolverine where instead of the metal coming out of his knuckles it comes out of his fingertips which makes it awkward for him to push his glasses up apparently and he has the power to swoosh he can like move really fast and stab you a lot with his fingernails um that are metal i don't even want to ask uh, about how he goes to the bathroom well he they don't always stay out you know he can retract them because but, but he has he to but he has to do that with his his glasses i think it's just a habit for him with the glasses i think that's just i think that was they were trying to like give us a setup that oh this guy's weird because he puts his like it's supposed to like set you up to let you know that there's something odd about him but um I I didn't think he was a particularly good villain. I felt like he was over the top. He was playing it at like a 12. Like the clown guy was at a 12, but it felt appropriate for a guy who dresses as a clown. So it it was fine. I, I didn't mind him. But this dude, eh, I didn't like him as a villain. I did like the haunted house kind of aspect. I like the, the girl who is sick. I thought she was interesting. I liked Aesop. And I'm pretty sure he's going to end up joining the crew because he wants to go look for his dad. But the villain of the piece, bleh. and then the other guy was like, like a half cat. And then the girl was like good with the sword. But the other two villains, like, bleh. well, I think they're the they're the um, the cat pirates. At some yeah. point, somebody mentions that's that's what they're known as. It it just looked incredibly bizarre, and it's one yeah. of those those anime things that. It's just Doesn't an anime thing, so yeah. it looks really, really weird in live action. But, um, but yeah, that was their theme, I guess. Yeah, I just, I, I like the episode overall. I just didn't think the villain worked as well this time. I don't know. I liked him. I thought he, I thought he was good. He's, you know, they're, they're all supposed to be over the top to a certain degree. And I, I thought that, you know, he worked within the style of the show. And he is supposed to be this, this weird threat who almost becomes, you know, vampire-like, really. The way, I mean, the house becomes the like moves. this trap, and he's right. he's just stalking them throughout it. 
Uh, so I thought I thought that worked. You know, he came off as a credible threat to them. So I I, I, I was never that. really afraid of him. Well, I, I mean, know. in the sense that you know that the the lead's not going to die or anything like that. Of course not. But I thought that in terms of how he worked within the context of that theme of the the whole haunted house kind of thing, I thought he worked as a character. Now whether he, he's they didn't kill him off at the end of it, so I don't know. Uh, I assume that they're going to bring him back, and I don't know how well he'll work in any other context, but I thought he worked well in, in a haunted house type setting. I will say the flashbacks with the sword guy, I can't think of his name, um, felt displaced. Like, it felt like those flashbacks belonged somewhere else. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. It was strange. Like, it's not that I didn't want the information, because I did. I just didn't feel like they belonged. I think it there. slowed down the episode, and they were too absolutely. Long. They were absolutely. too long. Like, um, they the I don't know what it is about this series that is not clicking with me. Um, it's an easy enough watch. I watched two episodes in a row, and I wasn't completely unentertained. But I just don't find anything particularly interesting or charming about the show. It's just a kind of offbeat, slightly weird, wacky you know, adventure, but like they're pirates and they haven't even gotten out to sea. Aren't we in at four episodes in and they're like, not really, you know, no, pirating. They, were, they were, I mean, well, they're not pirating, but they were definitely out to sea because that's how they got captured on their boat. No, I know. But I mean, just a little bit in the beginning. And then I don't know for me, I just, I, I, I well, they have to, part of it is they have to get their crew. They don't right. have the whole crew. And, the, and their boat, which they get finally at the end of the it, that whole Yeah, yeah. They and finally it just got t- their and ship. And we're four episodes in. I don't know how many episodes that, that they are, but. It's it's an ensemble. You got to get your crew together. I don't have a problem. I know, with and I don't need four episodes to, to, to for them to still continue to be getting crew. I don't know. I just, I find the show to be kind of slow. It's like um, either uh one or two episodes to get all your crew and then you know and then uh, your boat and kind of get going but like i don't know if they're gonna keep getting more crew they finally got their boat i mean i don't know i i don't hate the show but like i said for me personally i just feel like it's slow moving i don't need four episodes for all of this to happen uh and and then you're giving me villains at the same time so I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't know. I, I do I really I like, this... I really do like the leads. The, the few, the, the, I like the straw hat guy, uh, right. Luffy, Luffy. I really like him. He is by far the standout. I like the swordsman because he's kind of awesome and he's cute. Uh-huh. And then uh, the girl, I'm not sure about, like, because I don't know if she's going to like betray them. So I'm being kind of cautious with her. Right. I do wish the Marine guy would just switch sides already. Because he obviously is not cut out to be a Marine. Um, you mean the nice guy? Yeah. Yeah. He's His shirt literally says Marine on it. Like no, that no, guy. no. But there's the other guy who's the 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 um, the nepotism, you know, son of. Yeah, but son, nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody yeah, nobody cares about that dude. No. I'm talking about the yeah, the guy that knows Luffy and their friends. He doesn't belong with those guys. And it feels that feels like where slow is that too. Going? Not necessarily slow. It's 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 interesting because I do like him playing that strategy game with the captain because it gave us a better insight 
in the Which, castle. by the way, I have to say this. I have to. Because when I was watching the show and he went to go grab a game and I thought, he's going to grab Go, isn't he? I was like, is it me? Or like in the last like two years, every single show I have seen set in any time period, whether it's old timey, <laughs> out I literally, what did I just see? I yes! just saw somebody playing Go in another show and I got confused. Yes. Oh, it was, was it Wheel of Time? Yes. I think so. Yes, they were playing. They were playing. Go Everybody, on that too, play, was, it doesn't matter whether it's real. I was like, I was like, wait, aren't we in another universe? Yeah. Like, Apparently, it's the go-to go game. Ah, uh, but I'm. Oh bummed. wow! I'll be here all day. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't even be here in a half an hour. Whatever. <laughs> um, I the thing is, you know, uh, from what I've read, I didn't see the the anime, but from what I've read, they actually have have condensed a lot of what's going on because uh apparently they don't actually get in you know away from the the village and out to sea for like something like 70 episodes or something like that oh, wow like yeah i read that crazy I amount. yeah i read it. um so they've they've actually gone a long ways to condensing the action you know i, I can't fault them for for you know they've got a certain material that they're stuck with as far as their source is concerned and I, I think they're handling it pretty well fair all right well let's move on the last thing we want to talk about is wheel of time and episodes three and four and i know we're behind but they dropped so many episodes at the top we're catching up um i will say without a doubt season two is far superior to season one season one all i did was gripe about stuff that wasn't working and this and that and not liking the characters, blah, blah, blah. Like, every complaint I had from season one, they have absolutely addressed in season two. And I am fully impressed. So the first thing we want to talk about is, oh, God, I just looked this up. They uh, deal with Rand. Uh, oh, no, we deal with Nynaeve and the Pillars. She has to go face her fear because they want her to be accepted. And she, uh, that's in episode three and they have her go in the pillars and face each one of her fears and she fails. <laughs> like, I think they make her go through the pillars three times and on the third time she absolutely fails and doesn't come back out. Um, and I well, but we that think was... we cut that she comes back out because we see it from her perspective, right? Initially. And she, yeah, she thought and she they came did, out. That was a good misdirect. They did that was. Good. Yes. I thought they did that real yeah. well because I did yeah, not guess it. Good. And a lot of times it is a trope, you know. Oh, it was a dream, and you kind of guess it. I did not guess it this time. Yeah, yes, and it was kind of the way they made her visions disorienting, so that when she came out and she was disoriented, it worked. Yeah. And so then you go pretty far and realize, oh, wait, she's still in. Um, and she's stuck and she's living her life. I think, well, we don't know yet. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. Um, but no, it's the next episode. It's so, the very yeah, next so episode, yeah. The, so she's living her life in there for like seven years. She's married, she has a kid, and it's crazy. They did such a good job of showing how traumatizing those arches are. I was like, why in the heck would you traumatize the people you're making? I, like, I get the test, except that I don't really understand why the test. Like, why would you traumatize people you're trying to make us to die? Like, I don't know that it, the goal face... is to traumatize them. I think it's to test them, to test their resolve and to test their like devotion and their faith. You know what I mean? To like, to, and their focus. Yeah, but then if you fail, you die. Like, yeah, that feels but that, extreme. Uh, you know, go big or go home. I think that's the whole point. 
Yeah, if that feels have, a little extreme. That's all. That I was just like, wow. Yeah, well, I, I think. I think part of the problem with it, because they're not presenting the Aes Sedai as being, you know, 100% good and, and correct in everything yes. you do, yeah. is that, that what this test forces you to do is to put being an Aes Sedai ahead of everything, everything. else and everyone yes. else. And to, you have to reject everything right. in, order to, right. in order to do that, in order to survive. And, and that may make a great Aes Sedai, but it, it, it sort of, ensures that they are in some way crippled as a person emotionally yes, that's what i'm saying Tra exactly my point it yeah, totally traumatizes sure. you and i yeah. mean they they may not see it that way because they just see it as well you're absolutely loyal but you're 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 absolutely you know emotionally crippled in in some fashion and and we see that you know with with what uh Nynaeve goes through because when she you know grabs the kid and goes racing through her the the arches after she's just lost everyone else um in this story of of you know who she's attached to and then runs through and the kid of course is gone because it was imaginary to begin with i mean i just thought my god how devastating must that, that be because yeah she's invested oh, what she goodness. thinks is something like seven eight years of her life with this family with this child and and suddenly it it just evaporates and she yep. has to cope with it be, never having existed at all yep and and everybody else is like oh it's only been a couple of days you're fine keep <laughs> on going and i was like oh my god like all of that was that was just such good storytelling because it really makes you understand who nynaeve is and you sympathize with her and you're on board with her Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really good way of doing it. And then they let's switch over to Rand for his story. He's told everybody he's dead because he thinks he's keeping them safe. And he's sleeping with this woman named Celine, who we as the viewers are all like, she's obviously evil, Rand. Like, and and uh, he's like, no, she she could potentially be the love of my life. And I was like, dude, I mean, he's a guy, but still, dude, you're <laughs> running from dark friends. They've destroyed your village you know the the bad people are looking for you and trying to find you and this woman is just super suspicious um and at the same time he's like infiltrating this this madhouse because he wants the old guy who was the dragon who got stilled to train him how to use his powers so that he can defend himself which makes sense like i get why he's doing it but that dude was crazy and kind of evil like, I don't know if that's the guy you want to be your teacher. Um, and then you have Moraine doing her secret plan, who she's not telling anybody what her plan is. And and then she goes looking for Rand and shows up at the, the last moment to stab Celine in the head. Or no, not in the head. She stabbed him in the chest. But still, that was crazy. I loved how that episode ended with Rand and Moraine on the run. Because she's like, that's Lanfear. That's not somebody named... She's like, that is one of the Forsaken. Run for your life. Like, the fact of how scared Moraine was, was it really conveyed how scary Lanfear was. So I thought that was great. I'm going to stop talking. What do you guys want to say? Uh, I thought I thought um, that this season is doing much, much better than, than last season, obviously. Um, there, there was last season was was very problematic, and I think that they've pared things down a lot. Even the stuff with Rand, and I, I, I 
you know, he's, he's not my favorite character and it does kind of slow down when he's there, but I do like his interactions with, with what's his face. Um, uh, who's played by Alberto Morte, who I remember from oh, Money Ishmael. Ice. Ishmael. Ishmael. Uh, no, not Ishmael. No, the, the crazy one who's in. Oh, lockdown. the crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Logan. Logan. Okay, Logan. Thank you. Um, yeah, because I, I just. Or you know, Logan. I remember him. I remember him from Money Heist, and he was amazing in that. And he's he's not allowed to do quite as much in in this as he did with that, but still fun to watch and and definitely helps wake up those scenes with rand and i understand rand's panic because i mean he's he is facing potentially i mean everything that he's been told so far is that he is going to go crazy and murderously insane and kill everyone who he knows and cares about so he's desperate enough to go to this guy and say look you know what do i do how do how do i control this right i get it and he can't tell an Asadai, because the only other person who could maybe teach him is an Asadai. But if he tells an Asadai, they're going to steal him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, that's not an option. So what, like, I agree. That does on paper seem like the logical thing. But then once you get in a room with Logan and you see how crazy that dude is, I was like, oh, maybe this is a bad idea, you know? Um, but yeah, they're moving the pieces really, really well. I'd say the only, and the story with Perrin is good too. But I'd say the only story that's bad is the one with Matt. Matt still is not interesting. So he's yeah. definitely well, they, not interesting. And and even the the um, storyline where uh, the the psychic, you know, is going to betray Min, them, her name you is know, Min. just so that she yeah. can have her power taken away. I don't care. Like I don't. I don't either. I yeah. don't see her suffering that much from her power. You know what I mean? And that that power is so horrible. Even- that she right. would betray. I mean, you know, she doesn't. To seem be like fair, seeing late. the future is bad. Like I get it. I wouldn't want to see the future either. But to become a dark friend seems a little extreme. No, that just seems a bit much to exchange for to, for the power to go away. And that she's she seems generally such a good like a good person. And and that right. she's friends with those people. So it, it doesn't. Yeah, in the in the book, drive. she's not a. It, yeah, in the book, she's a good person. She's yeah. on the team. See, that's so what I she's mean. Basic, yeah, she's basically, in the books, she's basically one of the Scooby gang. Right. That's so what to I mean. have her be a dark friend, I was like, what? It makes no sense. And even though she's yeah. not going to be necessarily, like if in the end she doesn't, this whole, you know, ramping up to will she, won't she be, she kind of is, is she isn't she trait, you betraying, not betraying, I don't buy any of it. I don't buy it. Right. Um, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I don't and disagree. I don't like it. So that's the only weak link for me as well. Um, but otherwise the show is really fun. I mean, it is, uh, you know, it is what you want from a fantasy show, you know what I mean? Great world building and, and, and great, uh, magical powers and, um, you know, um, real emotional investment. The next two episodes, which we won't talk about at all, really bring, drive that home. Oh my God. You the know? next two episodes are fantastic. Yeah. How much yeah. I care about the characters and what they're going through and what they're put through and, decisions they have to make and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so the show is giving me everything that I want from any show, honestly, but, but certainly a fantasy show, you have to have more than just, you know, great special effects and great costumes. And so it's definitely a, a, my, one of my favorite shows of the season. Yeah. I, I will say I that the show to be last season. Yeah. I will say though, the one thing that they have fallen down on and, 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 and I'm, I don't even know what's going on with, with this is uh, the storyline with Perrin, um, the, the werewolf I, oh, guy. Um, okay. 
because it's it's like I mean I don't even know you know he was he was with his his uh, gang of friends you know when when this this uh, army lands and and devastates this village and forces them all to bow to them and then the very next scene that we see in the next episode is he's on the run in a forest and it's like how did no, that no, no. happen no 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 you skipped something they have an explanation of what happened you totally skipped it i don't know how you skipped it I, so I... so he he was captured like all of them right he was in a he was captured in a wagon he was chained up and uh ishmael came to him and told him, I want you to go find Ran, so, uh, no, or I want you to embrace your wolf, because once you embrace your wolf, you will be under my power. And he he very clearly was like, it's okay if you escape. Like, he, he wanted him to escape and embrace his wolf. And then he's still chained up, and then the wolf brother guy comes, breaks his chains, the wolves kill all the guards, and that's how he ends up running through the woods. I don't understand how you missed that. Um. <laughs> did you fall asleep i must have because i swear to god i don't remember any of that yeah, yeah, yeah. they actually have a whole prison break scene that the, exactly the wolf, yeah the wolf right, guy shows you. up and and breaks and breaks him out like there's a whole bit but anyway um so yeah go back and watch it that's weird i don't remember <laughs> that scene um okay. but anyway we need to wrap this up we've been talking way too long and there wasn't even no tom but we went way too long uh, so if you guys have any questions or comments, leave them to the campfire, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us at uh, radio and Six Degrees of Geek. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.